Support for NPR comes from ADP. Say you're in HR and a solar flare adds an extra hour to each day. How would this impact business? ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to help your business take on the next anything. ADP, always designing for people. Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is an all-ages animated series that's got style and energy and original songs for days. It's the story of a 13-year-old black girl genius living on Manhattan's Lower East Side when one of her many gadgets accidentally transports a T-Rex with the personality of a golden retriever from the prehistoric past to present-day New York she makes the most of it. She launches into a side hustle fighting crime on the streets of her beloved neighborhood. I'm Glenn Weldon, and today we're talking about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur on Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Joining me today is the host of Weekend Edition Sunday, Aisha Roscoe. Hey, welcome back, Aisha. Hey, glad to be here. Great to have you. In Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Diamond White voices young Lunella Lafayette. She lives on the Lower East Side and loves it. She loves a lot of things. Her mom and dad, who own a roller disco, they're voiced by Sushir Zameda and Jermaine Fowler. She loves a grandmother, voiced by Alfre Woodard. She loves coming up with incredibly advanced scientific inventions, including one that pulls a T-Rex named Devil Dinosaur into the modern world. He's voiced, or grunted, by Fred Tatashore. Ever resourceful, Lunella adopts the identity of Moon Girl and patrols the streets of the LES. This is all unbeknownst to her very supportive family, but extremely knownst to her very online friend, Casey, voiced by Libe Barrar. Moon Girl's adventures feature a lot of eye-popping colors and dynamic animation that call to mind Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And like that movie, it's not tied to a lot of dense MCU continuity. The series also features original songs by Raphael Sadiq. It's kind of a stealth musical. And guest stars that include Jennifer Hudson, Alison Brie, David Diggs, Craig Robinson, Wesley Snipes, Andy Cohen, and most spectacularly, Lawrence Fishburne, who is also an executive producer on the show. And not for nothing, the producers throw in an actual science lesson or two into every episode because Lunella is, first and foremost, a STEM queen. <laughs> Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur airs on the Disney Channel and streams on Disney+. Plus. Aisha, what'd you think? I loved it. You know, I watched some of it with my kids. They were totally into it. I'm totally into it because, as I've said, I, I love cartoons. Yeah. And I love any cartoon where there is a big animal who can't really talk but they can communicate <laughs> and just brings, like, the laughs, obviously, i.e. Scooby-Doo. Sure. And this reminded me a lot of Shaggy and Scooby, and that is a high compliment in my life. <laughs> that is a very high compliment. And I just love that it could have went, like, super corny, but it's like it has these, like, just funny beats. Like, the second episode where there's this troll who says she's got a big head and all of a sudden she's, you know, Moon Girl or Lunella is obsessed with, like, proving that he's wrong and she does this whole video and she wakes up Devil Dinosaur to tape it and at the end, the Devil Dinosaur grunts, but basically she translates, like, Michelle Obama? Don't say it if it's not true. 
What'd you think? Maybe I should do it again, but with more graphs. <laughs> really? Are you sure? <laughs> <gasps> Don't tell it to me if it's not true. Like Michelle Obama? <laughs> like, it's just funny. Like, one time he started talking about the dinosaur, and the dinosaur wanted to type, but his arms are too short. I mean, it was just, there are laughs, genuine laughs, and, like, I really enjoyed it. Awesome, awesome, because I also really love this show. You know how at the start of each episode, you get that skip intro option. Show me a person who hits that button and I'm going to show you a corpse because holy crap, that song is a bop. It is. Let's listen to a little bit of it. I mean, that song was made to skate backwards to in seventh grade. It's just, it's such a groove. I, I understand what you were saying about because you were worried it might be corny. Because I went into it with the same trepidation because the energy is so high. It hits you right from the jump. And she is so plucky and sincere and enthusiastic, which is historically not my tempo. But this show... You said it. At the end of the day, it's so clever. And I don't mean that in a dismissive way in any way. I like the cleverness. It feels fresh. I like the writing. The writing, as you say, is sharp without feeling sweaty and try hard Mm -hmm. and corny. Sometimes with these shows, especially kids shows, you get this kind of vision of these uh, old cigar chomping dudes in a room going, you know what the kids like is hula hoops. We got to put some hula hoops in here. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when it introduces the character of Casey, who is her like 13-year-old social media influencer friend, you kind of go into a defensive crouch because you're waiting for the lazy avocado toast jokes. Here they come. But she's actually really savvy and level-headed and good at what she does. And Mm. what she does is is given worth. Um, You know, the animation. I mean, it's a joy to look at this show. I love this animation style, which is really expressive. Yes. You know, it recalls graffiti. It kind of evokes Basquiat without feeling like it's some kind of soulless corporate co-opting of it, which it's Disney, so I guess in a technically it kind of is, but I mean, <laughs> we got it, we got to roll with it. And it's like a comic book in a way, yeah, absolutely. right? Like it gets the spirit of like a fun comic for the younger generation, right? Like this fun comic feel to it, right? Definitely, definitely. I also love playing the game where uh, which of my favorite actors is that voice that, that I'm hearing right now? <laughs> there was some- I never could get the voices. Oh, like man. I would be like, oh my good, like I know that voice from somewhere. There's definitely someone famous. And you know, everybody who comes on the show, I just love how game they all are because they're meeting the show at that high energy level because that's the bar the show is set at. You know, as a nerd, I love that we get nods to the great old Marvel universe, but like this is strictly about the everyday stakes of this extremely idealized Aisha Lower East Side where it's yes, all exactly. mom and pop bodegas and indie bookstores and there's not a Dwayne yes. Reed anywhere to be found. But yes, it's a very idealistic place. And I was wondering, I'm like, is this what the Lower East Side is like? I don't, I don't is it? Short answer, no. <laughs> Uh, Maybe at one point. And it's just fun to remind yourself that you can do street-level superhero, but not do it grim and gritty. This is about as far away from grim and gritty as it is possible to get. Mostly, I just think it's really smart and really fun. It just won me over completely. Do you have a favorite episode? So, I mean, I love the troll episode. That's the one that I can't come back to. And obviously, I really loved the hair episode. Uh And I do think it does kind of include these, like, 
this is a message, but I thought they did it very well where she got her natural hair, which is big and in Afro puffs, kind of got dissed. And she's like, okay, well, can I straighten it? But she tries to find this other way to straighten it. And then the hair takes on a life of its own. All her hair falls out. I felt like that is a story that obviously as a black woman with black daughters who deal with their hair, like that is a message that I want to see. But it was also just the way they did it. Like when she finally told them like my hair fell out and they talked to her about like going through and wanting to change their hair and figuring out how to love their hair and love themselves. And like uh-huh. it, it could be cheesy, but I felt like they did it in such a way that it was really good. And then the way the hair was attacking everybody. It was like, yep. it was just, and I love Casey because Casey mm-hmm. really reminds me of my, my six-year-old who is mm-hmm. very much wants to be a TikTok star, wants to say, like and subscribe. It's <laughs> <laughs> very into that. But obviously very smart and very, like, to do that, you have to be a people person. You have to be able to talk to people. You have to be able to connect. And, like, so I just love that that part of it. Yeah, and the lesson she learns in that episode, you're exactly right, Aisha. On paper, it's cringe. It's on the nose. But the way it's executed, I actually think that episode might do some, like, capital G good in the capital W world. I think yeah. it's good that it's out there, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because people go through that. I mean, even my doors, I have to tell them. They're like, oh, I like it straight. I'm like, no, your hair is fine the way it is. It's a thing. So I I love that that is there. And my daughters do talk about her hair. They're like, how many puffs does she have? Is it one or two? Like, they are into it. They notice it and they see it and it matters. And that episode with the uh, internet troll, who's an actual troll because of course he is, story checks out. I mean, (laughs) that has a lesson too. And it's an effective lesson, which is just to just. Yes. Let it roll off you. Don't feed the trolls. Don't, don't feed, feed the trolls. Don't feed the trolls. But yeah. that episode also features some of my favorite animation here. And it's the animated acting that I keep coming back to. The voice acting is great. But the way the show is depicted is drawn, like the the facial expressions, the body language. And the way, as you mentioned, you can impute everything that Devil Dinosaur is always thinking just by looking at him. In the episode <laughs> with the internet troll, some, the troll says that Moon Girl's got a big head. And she says to Devil Dinosaur, I don't have a big head, right? And... For half a second, Devil Dinosaur gets this expression on his face. It's that, well, kind of expression. And just how it is depicted made me laugh. Yes. I like that we're kind of inviting an anime influence into the show, but we're not simply just aping it. We're not simply reproducing anime. We're kind of making something fresh, something new. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what else I like? Lunella is smart. And she knows it. (laughs) She's proud of it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that pride kind of splashes over into smug. Mm -hmm. We see her, whenever she gets the most upset, the most angry, the most incensed, is when something is preventing her from showing everyone how smart she is. Let me just say, representation matters. (laughs) So even us horrible people can find something to relate to in this girl. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and the thing about this that I also took to is like at first, it doesn't seem like Lunella had any friends and Casey, Mm -hmm. they didn't have friends, right? Like they were kind of the weird, awkward people who were very, and like, look, I can definitely relate to being a girl who's very good in school, very smart, ain't got no friends. Uh (laughs) 
I, they come together and then they have this sisterhood together. Like, I enjoyed that. And like, yeah, she leans into it. Like, I'm smart. I know what I'm talking about. I can do these things. Also, like, I will try to beat everybody in a game. Like, I'm very uh-huh. <laughs> hyper competitive. Uh-huh. That's another character trait that I love in characters, which bringing back to another show that I really love, The Golden Girls. Most people sure. may not know Rose was very competitive. She was, sure, sure, she, she was. wanted to win. I love when they bring that out in a character where it's like, I want to win and I don't care what happens. I'm a win. Yep, definitely. <laughs> And another thing, we mentioned that at the top, this music, it took me a couple episodes to realize we were going to get an in-universe song pretty much every episode. Now I'm looking forward to it. It's like yeah. it's like the fight scenes in Batman 66. Yes. You know? I just wait for it. It's like, when's it coming? Yeah. I know it's coming. Yeah. When is it? What do you think of the music? Like, so that was when I really, you know, I'm watching the show. I'm like, this seems pretty good. This seems pretty good. Then when they got in the first episode, when they dropped the beat and they start fighting with the song, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this song is Mm -hmm. so good. Like, look at this. Like, I feel like it takes it to another level. Like you mentioned Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Like, obviously, the music in that movie is part of what made it so incredible. Was like, and we, in our house, we still listening to that soundtrack. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) So it's like, you know, like I said, I everybody knows I got a lot of kids. So we listen to a lot of music from Disney uh-huh. stuff. And it, not all of it's good. Not all of it's good. <laughs> <laughs> we listen to a lot. So I appreciate when you can introduce music that is a little more high quality because we get a lot of stuff that my kids are listening to that I got to deal with. So this is better. And so I appreciate that. And these drops, sometimes they kind of obliquely refer to what's going on in the episode, but they're not book numbers, as we say in theater. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're not like strictly just driving the plot. They're also just grooves and original songs, as we mentioned by Raphael Sadiq. And in the sixth episode, Lawrence Fishburne, who's been kind of voiceover guy, gets to be a character. We won't say which one, but it's an in-canon Marvel Universe character. And he's got a song and he just Mm -hmm. nails it. He knocks it out of the park. Congrats on your promotion. Let's get this thing in motion. There's so much for me to understand. You're welcome, New Mella. Now it's time to help this fella decide the fate of. <laughs> yeah, like, and that was so fun. And that character was just out of this world. <laughs> Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And like it it does bring something. Like when they can bring the music in, the way they incorporate it, it just heightens where the, the plot is going instead of getting in the way. Yep. And you'll also want to stay for the credits because, like Bob's Burgers does, if something is happening musically in the episode, it's echoed in the credits. You can see some of the characters dancing uh, some of the same way. What do you think about the roller skating? Because that's a big part of this and a big part of the groove because they own a roller skating rink. Yep. And, like, I think that part of it is comes, like, from this cool, chill, like, roller skating with your friends. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't do it anymore because I'm too old and I almost, you know, killed myself the last time I did it. But when I was young and with the music, like, I feel like it almost has that kind of flow to it. It just makes me worry about their rent because a roller disco is huge <laughs> on the Lower East Side. And I hope they're making money. I hope they're charging a lot because <laughs> a lot of money because, man. to stay open and to, to, you know, keep making that popcorn 
and all of that. But you can just picture yourself just yeah, roller yes. discoing to this music because it's so groovy. It's such a groove. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we want to know what you think about Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I think you might have gleaned that we like it. Find us at <laughs> Facebook.com slash PCHH, and that brings us to the end of our show. Aisha Roscoe, thanks so much for being here. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Like, especially to talk about this. I really love this. We want to take a moment to thank our Pop Culture Happy Hour Plus subscribers. We appreciate you so much for showing your support of NPR. If you haven't signed up yet and want to show your support and listen to this show without any sponsor breaks at all, head over to plus.npr.org slash happy hour or visit the link in our show notes. This episode was produced by Hafsa Fatima and edited by Mike Katzif. Our supervising producer is Jessica Reedy and Hello Come In provides our theme music which you are skating backwards to right now. Thank you for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. I'm Glenn Weldon and we'll see you all tomorrow. Support for NPR and the following message come from Bombas. Bombas makes absurdly soft socks, underwear, and t-shirts. And for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash NPR and use code NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Lisa. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Visit lisa.com to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.